0: This is the American arts and podcast, where our goal is to spark creativity. Whether you're a musician, an artist, a writer, or an entrepreneur, we're here to provide you with tools, tips, and insight from professionals and creatives that you can use to inform and inspire your own journey.
1: What is up everybody? Uh, we're here today with Nick Diener, uh, formerly of The Swellers and also currently with Wonder Studios and Wonder Effects. He's doing a lot of cool creative stuff right now. Uh, we get to talk about some of his musical past too.
0: Yeah, Nick is uh, one of those creative jack-of-all-trades that we always seem to stumble on. He's a guy that's that's done it all from playing in bands to recording bands uh building pedals and you'll even get to hear about him uh lending his voice uh to an upcoming film maybe has a Lord of the Rings connection yeah maybe <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> But
1: yeah, so uh, if you get the chance uh, while you're watching this or listening to it on a different platform, um, just head below the video if you're watching and give it a quick like and subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or another platform, uh, hit that subscribe button. It really helps us understand what you guys are enjoying, what kind of content you want to hear, and it also allows us uh, to make more of these for you uh, on a more regular basis um share it uh tag us or comment and let us know who you want to see on um if there's any bands or artists or photographers or anything you want us to talk to we'd love to reach out to them so let us know um
0: but yeah here's nick nick how is it going thanks for being on with us tonight
2: dude it's going great this is my first time using zoom i just maximize the screen for the first time, just now, <laughs> and this is awesome. He's, yeah, he
0: says it's his first time using Zoom while he has like thirteen guitars on the wall behind him, like a Zoom Pro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I just I, I got cool backdrops for content on Instagram and stuff, so yeah. it's like might as well put it to good use. And also, like this might look like a totally pre-planned setup, but um, my headphones are plugged into my monitor. I have an iMac. And I'm literally a foot and a half from my screen. (laughs) And that's as far back as I can go.
0: Don't throw your head back in laughter or anything. (laughs) Rip the headphones. My (laughs) shirt is
2: actually lifted up. (laughs) like It's like a belly shirt right now because that's just how it has to work. So I don't (laughs) pull the headphones out of the (laughs) screen. Well, So it's a, yeah, this is how they do the movie magic. So
0: who knows, if you lean back too far, we might have to take this uh, podcast to a PG-13 rating. Oh, I'm just oh, no. showing a little bit of mid drift there.
2: It'll be it'll be R because it's am so just like disgusting lately. <laughs> like pandemic ratings are a little bit different. Everybody we
1: were just talking about this, our various uh goes at uh <laughs> at trying to lose lose a few of those quarantine pounds. Oh, I've been struggling. Dude.
2: Yeah, it is not Uh, it's 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 a it's a battle it's like because you tell yourself i don't need to lose weight it's a pandemic i'm surviving and then like okay here's here's my slogan and i'm not trying to like you know this isn't an ad for any particular weight loss program (laughs) but i'm so fat that i thought i had covid like and i'll i'll I'm not going to just leave it at that. I'll explain. Yes, please. I was, I was short of breath and I had achy joints and there was like basically symptom after symptom. And I was just kind of like, this is it. I got COVID. I know I do. And one day my wife is just like, you are snoring so much lately. And I'm like, oh, yep. Like sleep apnea, probably like COVID. It, it's happening. Yeah. And then I realized I was like, I don't fit into any of my clothes. <laughs> like, this isn't just a coincidence. And uh, I had lost a lot of weight for my brother's wedding. We did like a little tiny family thing in September. I lost, I don't wanna say twenty seven pounds. Wow. Something like that. Because I was like, I was like, cool, I wanna fit into my suit so I don't have to buy a new one. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's a good motivation. A lockdown and everything. I was like, yeah, right. I'm not gonna. So After that, I was very proud of myself and I celebrated by eating for two and a half months straight. (laughs) (laughs) And and when I mean eating, I don't really get full. I have, um, okay, I don't really have hypothalamic hyperplasia, which is what like rats have where they don't know that they're full and they eat until they die. (laughs) I, I have that. Um,
1: but for humans it's it's like identical to my story for the past (laughs) year because like I so my one of my my best friend got married in August same thing like just like the wedding party and like some family and they did a small like thing in their backyard Um, yeah and same exact thing I was like I gotta like fit in my suit and I want to look good in my suit so I'm gonna lose I lost about 20 pounds leading up to that and (laughs) and then <laughs> same thing september and october went by and i remember even thinking leading up to the wedding i was like putting on jeans that i hadn't been able to wear in years and i was like oh this is great this is awesome and then like i put on my normal jeans like a few weeks ago and i was like what happened like <laughs> I, think I just it
2: happens like, too like, after you yo-yo if if you lose a lot of weight and then you come back, you come back like in full force.
0: That's what they say. So
2: that just, happened to me. Like, dude, I got on a scale and I was two seventy. Like, but sure, you're a pretty I'm, tall yeah. dude, right? So I'm I'm tall. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, but you're you know you're muscular. You, lift, dude, I haven't lifted weights in like two years. Really? So like, <laughs> this is straight up Sour Patch Kid weight. And <laughs> so. Ooh. I got to that It's a good choice though. (laughs) Oh oh my God. See, I can't even talk about that since I'm doing a lot better. Um, But, but so yeah, basically I went from 227 to 270 in no joke, like two and a half months. Wow. That is so much. So when I say like, I was so overweight that I thought I had COVID, (laughs) like I was like, oh, these are just symptoms of like me not being able to handle my, my, my machine that I'm inside of (laughs) like I I can't handle all of this extra uh so yeah I kind of was like also if I do get COVID and I am having trouble catching my breath and like I mean I don't think my thighs chafing has anything to do with it but like (laughs) I do well like what if I died? like if I died from COVID and then somebody was like oh what were his underlying conditions like they'd be like oh autopsy said he was like super fat (laughs) like it could that could be a thing man so like and that's the that was the that's the struggle i'm trying to be all body positive you know it's like i don't really care about that stuff i didn't like who i was when i was a big meathead at the gym i'm enjoying life it's a pandemic we're surviving but it's like i i literally felt myself just like years off my life yeah and i was like okay so monday was the my New Year's resolution way early. That was like my Black Friday there you go. resolution. <laughs> well I see <laughs> hey, I
0: see I see a few different handles on that Vox AC thirty behind you. So if you I mean if maybe you just carry oh, yeah. that up and down yeah, the just... stairs a few times and and
2: you can, yeah you can do the um what are these called the pronated and supinated curls. Yeah, yeah, uh, you've scary. got both grips available to you. There you go. Yeah. All the muscles get targeted. It's great. It's yeah. probably
0: going to be some. It's probably going to be a thing in in this in uh, CrossFit. You know those CrossFit games that they have. That'll be a thing soon. Lift the v- lifting Vox AC thirties. They're always trying to get crazy with stuff. But
1: they can lift. They can yeah. lift your base cab if they want. Yeah, oh.
0: yeah.
2: Base. Could cab. you imagine that being a? Uh... Like a like a thing in the what is it called the like Highland game? Yeah, in yeah, the Highland games oh, where they but... toss
0: those trees, the caber toss. Yeah, yeah. They... Just
2: imagine it was like doing an ampeg eight ten and having to like grab that handle and drag it and like rip the yeah, toe yeah. off they like sh- up a stage like twenty times. You know like what? They should do.
0: They should do the touring band
2: games, and oh, and goodness. and
0: every yep. There should be a a base cab toss and a stair challenge. Then there
2: would be a van push. Yeah,
0: van push.
2: Yeah, for when you break down and. Yeah. Okay, we got to do this when we can be around each other again. We will have seriously.
0: We're
1: gonna gonna do an episode. We're gonna film an episode of something for. Yeah, and we could even (laughs) we can do like a pregame where
0: we we have people pick like which guy from which band is gonna be the best at each event. You know, like I know a few (laughs) dudes who can lug a bass cab for sure. So.
2: Oh man, when I when I was at my prime, like weightlifting and stuff, I carried two orange 412s by myself
0: oh man just like
2: one in this just... hand one in this hand and i just started <laughs> walking in and it's just so funny because i was doing it to be a jerk because it was not easy for me <laughs> no those things are heavy all. and they're awkward they're like away from yeah. me and they're like boxy they keep hitting but i was like i'm just gonna do this because i i feel like being a jerk and <laughs> every single person i walked by i was like hey do you need a hand with and they all would stop <laughs> as i walked past them like like i had a mission on my face but yeah now i could barely pick up like a 1 by 12 <laughs> fastest
1: fastest up. time to set up and tear down a drum kit yeah Ooh, that'd dude, be a good
0: event that'd be a good event should be like, you know what i'm going to that gonna, should be like school i need to go back and delete this cuz this is a really good uh this is a really good idea we don't want it leaking out there and then next thing you know like the new reincarnation of the Vance Warp Tour will be the vans the vans touring guy games (laughs) kevin
1: i'm sure kevin's aware of our podcast yeah
0: yeah he's gonna gonna swoop in and steal my idea man
2: dude that'd be (laughs) amazing and there also has to be like brains like brain activities and stuff like that where it's like the first band dudes nah like troubleshoot like an amp head that blew on stage oh yeah yeah
1: Oh, Oh, Uh, anyone that can figure out how to just turn everything on evan's pedal board
0: on
2: yeah or uh or a
0: a diy touring routing i see some of my friends that are in diy touring bands and they they post their they post their tour and i'm like if i type this routing into Google maps right now, it's going to look like a child just scribbled on the map. Like we've got yeah, a 12 yeah, yeah. hour drive this way and then 15 hours back the other way and played two shows yeah. in that city and then eight hours north.
2: So I was so good at booking our own tours. Uh, I, my space was amazing for it. Right. Cause it was just, I, I had a system where it was like, while we were on tour, I would set up the next tour while we were on that tour. Yep meanwhile sending emails to every promoter of every night saying like thank you so much for having us like you didn't need to do that like this was right and they would almost always write back and just be like want to do another one?" And oh, like, awesome oh, how about next month they're like what do you mean next month i'm like oh we're just gonna do it again man like <laughs> we didn't get that you should take breaks right uh, so we, we were doing like a full u.s tour every two three months like wow. just kind of like circle 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 and yeah we got pretty good at like not doing the crazy stupid drives and stuff right. but at the same time we're playing you know smaller you know sea markets and things like pocatello idaho yeah and, i've played in pocatello
0: know, before yeah <laughs> they yeah, have a really bad mall there
2: you're kind of playing the little spots along yep. the way and instead of driving all the way to seattle and you know you meet some amazing people absolutely and you, you know, eat some great restaurants and play in some interesting places
0: I played oh, in Pocatello, yeah. Idaho, in an AutoZone parking lot that backed up to the Sonic. So people are going through Whoa. the Sonic drive-throughs the outdoor show, <laughs> heckling us from behind the stage. <laughs> oh man!
2: See, and you have stories. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, like, I, I can name some arbitrary town that like you might have never been to ever again, and you're like, let me tell you about. <laughs> let that me tell time you about Pocatello. Pocatello. Idaho. And that's like me. Like I have some of like my favorite people that I've met are in like. Omaha, Nebraska or Pensacola, Florida. And people right. are like, wait, you would you would go there just to hang out? Like what's it's like, oh, I yeah, had like let me tell you about this, this crew that I hang out with. They're so <laughs> weird, you know, but, <laughs> now I, I, yeah, that's the best part.
0: I remember um, hearing in another interview with you where you, you talked about basically when you were um, sort of soliciting record labels uh, near the beginning and then sharing your touring history. And the and the guy I don't remember who the guy was, but just being blown away when you you sent him the touring history and it was like an encyclopedia.
2: Yeah, like and I didn't realize that it was that crazy either because like I was just very excited about keeping track of the shows we played. Yeah, and I was like, here are the shows we played since two thousand five, and or maybe it was two thousand six actually, yeah, Uh, because that was when we like started touring full time, and this was like the end of two thousand eight, I think. And yeah, and my email was so simple. It was just like, hi, we're the swellers looking for a label home for our next full length. Here's three songs. Here's a touring history. Thanks. And like, that's all I said, because that was like, maybe if I say less, that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. But then when you opened up like the, I don't even think it was a PDF. It was probably like a Microsoft Word document because <laughs> I didn't know what I was like. Like today, I have no idea what I'm doing on a computer. <laughs> and yeah, he was just like, wait, what? like this is pages and pages, line after line of shows, like not even double space. Like, do you (laughs) play this much? And I was just like, yeah, we do. Like, this is, this is all we know how to do, you know? And I didn't realize that it it was kind of insane how many shows we played, but like, you know, to name drop, you know, we did our record with Bill Stevenson from the descendants and black flag in uh, 2011. And even after that, like I would always text him every time we came through Colorado. And I was just like, Hey, we're playing at this place in Denver. Hey, we're playing at this place in Fort Collins. And eventually he just texted me back and he was like, You toured more than Black Flag did. <laughs> and I was just like, Whoa. I don't know if that was like good or bad because like Black <laughs> yeah. Flag had this legacy and right. they did what they did. He could have been telling
0: like, you tone it down for all you know, but
2: <laughs> I know, and like now. You know in 2020 looking back it's like oh we probably would have done the same if we would have done half of what we did I wouldn't have as many cool Pocatello Idaho right, stories right right well I don't know yeah, but that's but, what you know.
0: Jesse and I were talking about this before we jumped on actually about how um uh, that was uh, that almost seemed like a necessity back then whereas uh, yeah. nowadays uh we both know a, a whole bunch it's of bands about and a,
1: social media and, and, a, and, a, and a
0: large chunk of bands from our record label are not full-time on the road um, including ourselves that uh, we, we would not consider ourselves full-time though we do love to to get out and to tour um and and you know now that we're coming into a you know or have been in now a pandemic for the last whatever it's been nine months or something like that <laughs> yeah. starting to see the value of bands that are able to Attack on a different platform. Um, so, what has that transition been like for you? Because I know now um, with Wounded Touch, and you guys just got signed right before this whole thing happened. And oh, right. So now you're in a band that uh, you know is is never in Pocatello, Idaho. So, w- what is that contrast <laughs> like?
2: Well, like I did the Wounded Touch thing because it was kind of just like, hey, do you want to play bass? And I was like, wait, what? I don't know anything about this kind of music. Yeah, I like the <laughs> like the guys in this band. Uh, record the record. And I kept saying, like, I'm not gonna be able to play shows. Like <laughs> I'm a dad, I work all the time, yeah, I'm homebody. So eventually they got a fill-in. Or I technically I would say I was the fill-in. Okay. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, please just get somebody else because I <laughs> I and I would get them shows like guys, wounded touch, Canadian, you know, four-day tour. And they're like, yeah, like, let's go. And I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it. <laughs> so, you know, there was like a lot of that stuff. So right. that actually kind of, yeah, that answers your question where it's just like the touring thing. I can't believe that I did it for even a week. ever. <laughs> like now I am so just at home and set in my ways. And I would I would just like lose my mind if I was away from my kid or my wife for like even a few days. But back then. Um, I mean, we were on tour for nine years straight. Wow. And when I mean straight, we weren't home for more than two and a half months ever. Wow. Um, we actually like looked at it and we were just like, Oh, no wonder we were burnt out. And that's the thing. We weren't even burnt out. Like we didn't think we were burnt out, but we were still on autopilot. And then when we put the brakes on like, Hey, let's give it one more year. We were like, oh wow like this is such a new way (laughs) to look at it so this
1: is what life is like outside of outside of tour Uh,
2: unpacking my suitcase and leaving it unpacked like in my house right i was just like it was the weirdest thing too like my wife took a picture of me i think it was like the week i got home from our last show ever and i was just like laying on my floor in the living room with a guitar like staring at the ceiling with my my legs spread out and she just took a picture and like i think she posted it and said something like someone's like doesn't know what to do now that he's home <laughs> and i was like whoa like i really don't but yeah so i'm super happy doing the recording studio thing working with bands um and just it's weird like i haven't really written a song in a long time like if i sat down and gave myself a week to like hash out a million things that have been floating around i could probably make a record but i just don't have any desire to or any ambition to yeah and i was in a band called the apology tour for a little bit yeah and that was and that was kind of like you know that's why i, I dig your band because it's like pretty heavy low tuning i think you do the baritone thing or did it's baritone strings
0: on a on a uh a standard scale guitar because i have small hands so i don't want to play a baritone guitar (laughs) the next even just that extra bit of scaling is just kind of throws me off my game so
2: oh i don't blame you yeah some baritones too they feel like you're playing a bass right yeah so like it it was really cool because it was like super low tuning but it was like pop sludge you know a couple of those wrong notes every now and then that were like oh whoa you did that yeah I'm glad you did that so that band was a lot of fun I loved the record we made Uh, we did like a week-long tour to fest in Florida Mm -hmm. and and that shows you how like not punk rock I am now I flew home from that (laughs) tour by myself and my the rest of my band drove from Florida. Back Man, that Chicago. sounds
0: familiar. Yeah, guilty.
2: I did that back from <laughs> that California. sounds familiar.
0: We, well, we that's played, thing.
1: When... in in March we played uh Face Down Fest that uh which our, our label does every every couple years or so out in LA and um Evan had to <laughs> had to work on Monday morning. So we played Saturday <laughs> night. We all the usually like a lot of the every time face down fest happens the day after on sunday uh a lot of the bands and the, the label people will go like hang out at the beach that day and yeah. so we went and hung out for a while and then evan was just like all right i gotta go and so we drove him to the airport and he just peaced out and then me and our <laughs> me and our drum tech drove the van all the way back from cali to, to detroit yeah
0: yeah and here i'm sitting here making fun of these bands with with terrible routing to get out there we played we played once in iowa once in colorado and then once in
2: california and that Ooh, was those are <laughs> some we were. Long, so long long yeah yeah and we
0: we're only in california for two days and actually missed we missed covid by about five days so we got we got wow. back over we here for about five days um and it was the uh, weekend after that i think everything shut, shut down. down everything basically everything shut down on on that thursday i was looking forward to seeing yeah. the wonder years on on saturday in in michigan yeah, that's that's and right. they uh, oh, yeah. they called it off and that was kind of the, the point that everybody realized like Man. oh we might be in trouble here but but that's so yeah. interesting to to that shift for for you guys from um you know from from going full speed into you know now like you said you're feeling like a homebody but you still right. uh you know you you're still um creating do you do you ever do you feel like maybe you you just kind of scratch that itch and you're ready for the next chapter like i mean nine years like constantly on the road you know i think maybe that would be enough for, for some people that's like a lifetime worth of touring
2: yeah i think um It's it's weird. The itch is kind of scratched working with other bands Okay, um, because I'm doing that so much now that even if I'm not really digging in with the band in like pre-production and all that kind of stuff, even if I'm just mixing something and I have an idea of like, hey, it's weird that your guitar isn't doubled here. I'm going to construct a double chord by chord. It's going to be really stupid and annoying but it's going to sound so much better. And then I do that. And then I listen back and then it's like that feeling of, Oh, that that's better. And that's cool. Like just knowing that I was able to make something a little bit better than it was, you know, in my opinion. And and same thing, like when I'm I'm working with a, a, a band and they come with like this, just part after part after part of song that makes no sense. And I'm like, all these parts are so good, (laughs) but this song isn't a song. Hang on. And then I basically, they'll like leave the room and I'm like a mad scientist. And then they have like this pop hit, like because they had it in them. But then I used my together. Yeah. So, and that's happened with a couple bands where it's like, oh, we don't know if this song's a song, but check it out. Yeah. And there's a band called Guardrail uh from chicago and the one song that they had that i was like what 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 is and then i was like no i was like your verse is actually the chorus and the chorus is actually the verse and then it's just just gonna have this big long outro and they were like what are you talking about (laughs) and we all like once we did it we were just like this is so cool and like you know i try not to get too giddy about it like before i know it's gonna work but (laughs) you kind of see the big picture and you're like I know this is going to be sweet and then even uh that band Hot Mulligan yeah like there's this one song that was pretty much a couple chords and I don't even know if they had a a vocal melody and I was like yeah 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 like at the end of recording let's just lay it down and piece it together come up with some fun stuff and their singer Tades came in was like I got all these words and he sang them at the verse, chorus, whatever. I don't even think they were, they were names for it at that point. He sung all over the song. And I was like, we have something here. Hang on. And then we kind of sat together, you know, chopped it all up. And, <laughs> yeah. and they released it as the first single on one of their, their the last full length they did for him. And I was just like, oh, that, it's so cool how something is so fresh and exciting that it ends up being the thing that you want to share and so it's, it's kind of like, you know, the bands that I work with are kind of like my pet projects. It's like, they're almost, <laughs> I, I don't want to take credit for songwriting or anything. And I don't want royalties. Like pay me what you owe me to make your record and then I'll be on the <laughs> way. That's fine. But like, I just, just that satisfaction being like, Oh, we did something cool. Yeah. Like that's enough for me for sure.
0: That's awesome. Now it was, is this something that you knew you wanted to do while you were still like actively touring and 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 writing and recording or is it something that kind of came to fruition after that
2: Uh, well I've been like recording at various levels since like 2003 or something you know just like I was the guy who had the eight track recorder right you could come over and I don't know what I'm doing you don't know what you're doing (laughs) but we'll try to make it work and then you know it's evolved over the years and then I kind of like 2010, 2011, I started like switching to like the whole computer setup, and I was like, I should probably get with the times. I decided, you know, I made so many records, and they were in great studios, and they had everything on a computer. I'm like, this is so easy, right. it sounds so good. Like, I gotta, I should probably figure that out. And then recorded a couple of bands, and that was my way. I basically paid rent between tours. Okay, because we were, you know, our band, we were, we weren't super successful. But we were successful in the way where it's like we got to pay our bills just to go out and do it again right so it was like a, oh, yeah, a very vicious yeah. cycle and yeah. like down to the wire every single time but uh <clears throat> it got to the point where we knew we were going to be done touring and i was like oh yeah that recording thing i could probably do that more and i was like <laughs> well i have to do that more i have to be able to pay my then it was a mortgage you know right. buying a house with my wife and i was like yeah, we'll see how this goes. And then, uh, every year it just Went got pretty well, huh? Yeah, it got better and better. And, <laughs> uh, so now I, and also I love gear. I love guitars and amps and We can see that
0: <laughs> for yeah, those of you so who only just... consume the audio version of this podcast, uh, you you're missing out on like, now you have a guitars. reason to watch the video. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's
1: super yeah, cool.
2: Man. That's it's uh and yeah, some of the, after we stopped touring too, it was kind of like a good reason for me to sell some of the guitars that I wasn't particularly in love with and get some of my like bucket list instruments yeah. that I've always wanted and get some cool like analog outboard yeah. gear for the studio. So yeah, and then I got a couple of drum sets. I don't know how to play drums very well. <laughs> like, and when I mean very well, I mean like, I wouldn't let myself play on a recording, <laughs> but I know how to tell drummers what to do. Right. Yeah, probably from growing up telling
0: your little brother what to do, right? (laughs) Oh,
2: yeah. Well, he pretty much taught me what was good because like I'd be sitting there on my little eight track and we're doing like the first Swellers demos in 2002. And I'm like, hey, there's something wrong. Like your snare drum, when you play faster, it gets quieter. And he's (laughs) like, Oh, well I'll just hit it harder when I play faster. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that'll probably compensate for it. And, and like, that's why he's the machine he is today is because we like, well, I don't, I, I don't want to take credit for it, but like, you know, we did so many little recordings together that it was kind of like, Hey, I can tell like, you you know, if the speed fluctuates here, it's going to sound worse. So make sure you do it. So he ended up being really on time, really consistent with dynamics yeah. and, all that kind of stuff, and uh, I think it was from just like trying to, <laughs> trying to appease me, even though I had no idea what I was doing with my little recording <laughs> thing. And, I'll, and and now it's like, oh, whoa, we have a compressor that can make it a little bit more even. And like we would put random crap all over the kick drum to make it sound like the punk records we liked. When it's just like, oh, we probably could have just EQ'd that, or, <laughs> or you know, now you know, use a sample or a trigger. Yeah.
1: Well, i saw a a classic throwback video I think you posted, or maybe it was your brother that of of you guys jamming out in the in a room at like a few years old so that's that's been it sounds like that's been happening for quite a while then
2: oh yeah like i I came across some of the old v h s tapes and I didn't think so. like it was like an audition tape for a nineteen ninety eight like would have been probably sixth grade like talent show and yeah, we we had a bass player that didn't have a bass so he just played the low notes on like an organ like a little keyboard (laughs) and then we had this other kid Pat who just stood with his guitar not plugged in because he didn't actually know how to play it but we were like we want you to feel like you're part of it. And and yeah, (laughs) if he's
1: watching this, I I, yeah, Pat,
2: you were the recipient of some serious charity there. (laughs) I really want to find him because, like, he ended up becoming one of the cool kids anyway and was like, screw you guys, I don't need to play your (laughs) or well, not play your songs,
0: (laughs) I don't need to pretend. Did he at least pretend? Was there at least some pretending
2: going on? Like, a little bit, he did pretty well, right? Okay, (laughs) um, but no, he ended up showing me a couple, I think he like maybe showed me the first Foo Fighters record. Oh,
0: okay, and like.
2: Dang. Yeah, I don't even know if that dude would remember who I am. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so yeah, my brother and I, we've been at it since we were nine and 10. My brother was nine when he got his drum kit and I was 10. And then we were all pretty okay at our instruments. And then we discovered punk rock around like 11 and 12. Okay. And we were just like, whoa, we need to learn how to do this but the drums are so hard like you know you know how it is yeah like the double time like double kick kind of fast beats but with one kick pedal and things like that so we spent so much time just like being like what is this and even just an octave chord on a guitar yeah like it's such a standard thing but like when you're a kid and you have no tabs around and no one to really teach yeah, you yeah you've got like a chord disp- book
0: it has the G yeah. chord in there. It doesn't tell you anything about an yeah. octave chord. Like, this is this isn't in basket case. Right. This isn't in an <laughs> song.
2: Like now, there's what
1: just it. what uh, what's that website Ultimate Guitar or whatever? Yeah, now you can oh, look yeah. anything up on the Everything internet. But on back
0: then, they were a little bit scarce. Yeah. I remember we it it. I think we're probably around the same age, and we probably grew up grew up playing guitar in the same era and there was a lot of figuring it out for yourself. I remember the first time a a guitarist peer of mine showed me an octave chord and just feeling like I can play anything in the world now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It it, it opens everything up. First you get the regular power chord and then you get the octave chord. If you put those in different places you know any punk or pop punk or like really indie alternative song ever at that point yeah. it's like <laughs> yeah it, it's such a cool thing that you can unlock and oh the first time I palm muted was by accident <laughs> and it was like that right combination like lightning struck from this direction and this direction I had like a high gain setting and I was like <laughs> and I was like <sighs> this is my life like this is what I'm I'm gonna do with my life
1: that's great but you didn't end up writing a bunch of like breakdowns and hardcore metalcore records you know just chugging and palm muting all the time
2: i have a really funny slash horrible regretful thing uh in 2004 (laughs) the swellers became a four piece for the first time so we were three piece we became a four piece we got my friend nick O to play guitar he's a super good guitar player even way back then and he was like what if we throw in like metalcore breakdowns into punk rock and I was like, no one would ever do that. No one's ever going to like that. <laughs> Let's not do that. Oh, man. And we played like a warp Tour gate or something in 2004, like, you know, on the Battle of the Band stage. Yeah. And we like played some random ass breakdown in the middle of the set for some reason, just because he wanted to. And we were like, eh, that'll be fun. Yeah. And then he quit the band and he started like a really good metalcore band. So he was only in the band for like four months. And we were just kind of like, oh, cool. Glad we... Dodged that bullet. Like, who would ever play breakdowns in and hard rock? <laughs> and then fast forward, like I don't know, two years. Yeah, not that
0: long after that. <laughs> yeah. Dude,
2: yeah, like a day every... remembers
0: doing it, and four years strong is doing it, and... <laughs> and
2: they. It became the thing. Yeah, yeah. So that was one of the times I've I, I've learned to not go with my gut when it comes to what the kids like, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I was just like. And yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to play that kind of music, but I was just like, who would like this? And then it was like, whoa, yeah. sweet. So <laughs>
1: everyone.
2: <laughs> so like my band, you know, we got, a, we got a little chuggy at some points, but we were never like, you know, I, I would rather use. You- you're not going to yeah,
1: reincarnate right. the Swellers as a metalcore, punk rock <laughs> hybrid?
2: No, dude. We're going to have all of our... Two of us have kids now, so we're just going to start like a family band <laughs> in like 20 years. <laughs> there you go. So there's going to be a reunion show in 20 years, but we're just going to let all the kids take our space. Or like, like, or our our like space.
0: seven years if it's the ages that that you and your brother were. You don't even have True. to be that old. So,
2: and I, I... I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know if my three-year-old's going to listen to this podcast, <laughs> but I bought him... One one of those three string guitars oh yeah, that's yeah like i've seen those little kids can actually figure out how to play yep. them super well and then transpose it to a real guitar because yes. everybody keeps buying him these little like you know six stringers and it's overwhelming and i'm like yeah Dude, i'm gonna get him on this like we're gonna learn the paw patrol theme and he's gonna freak <laughs> out <It's>
0: gonna be- <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome so <laughs> is that great. is that is
2: that gonna show up
0: under the christmas tree here
2: I think so. I'm just wondering I, if I need
0: to edit this out, just in case he finds this podcast and listens to it. I don't want to spoil Christmas for him. No,
2: so. All he listens to is Weird Al Yankovic <laughs> right now, so I think we're good.
0: <laughs> good, good, good. He's not so he's not one of our 17 listeners. All right, I'll mark that down.
2: So. Uh, you know, he will be after Christmas. I'll I'll tune him in. Cool, good. He you actually know. asked me what our podcast was the other day. Oh, there he you go. He was like, "What did that? He's like, "What did that lady say? I'm like, "Oh, I don't know. She's like telling a story. He goes, "Why did that man talk to her? i was like well it's a uh, it's called a podcast just people talk and you know you could learn something it's nice and he was just like that's ah, dumb like he's like, no. like put on the power rangers theme song on spotify and be like hey siri <laughs> so i was like oh great my phone just popped up siri was talking
0: about. oh yeah well uh Go home with that with that we're gonna wrap things Sorry. up and just play the power rangers theme song for the next 20 minutes because apparently podcasts are dumb. So
2: let's let's do it <laughs> let's do <that. laughs>
0: i would love to see the stats on uh on um podcast popularity now that we're in a pandemic because it seems like every single person that i know has one but not every single one of them gets yeah. to talk to you so i just um,
1: had someone oh, that i know for a fact only started listening to podcasts during this pandemic thing text me the other day and go like dude have you heard of this podcast called Serial? and i was like
0: (laughs) yep yep that's great yep heard of that one (laughs) well it seems like like, i
1: just found this
0: yeah yeah it's just brand new it seems like you have kind of just tried to like touch every bass in the music world because i've noticed that you are now uh building guitar effects pedals and yeah. one in particular, the, uh, the Goon Fuzz. Where Why in the that? world did that artwork come from? Because that's incredible.
2: Oh, you mean this one right here?
0: Oh, do you have it right there?
2: <laughs> it's got, dude, honestly. Hold it up I a little have...
0: bit closer to the camera so everybody can see how sweet that is. Check it out. Wow, that is yeah. so sick.
2: So that artwork is actually from, this is like a collaboration I did with Lockhart's Pomade. So they do like hair products and stuff and they're based like probably 20 miles down the road from me and he's kind of a like steve the owner he's kind of a metalhead guitar guy bass guy and we were just talking and it was like dude let's do a pedal and he's like (laughs) oh our artwork would look really cool on a pedal so i was like well let's do a bigger pedal even though it doesn't need to be just because bigger pedals are fun sometimes right and i was like let's do like a one knob fuzz that can also just go crazy if you hit the other foot switch and then he's like, "Check this out!" And he like whipped up one of their jars that's like the art that's on one of them, and then put Goon Fuzz on it because that's like their 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 pomade, their main line is called Goon Grease. Okay. And uh, so he made the Goon Fuzz artwork that's and sent it over incredible. to me, and I was just like, is "This is like cool. done." <laughs> I was like, "I got a circuit I designed. Plus that, I think we just did this. That's so, so cool. it was, yeah, it was one of the first ones I made and." And I thought it was kind of going to be a novelty thing, but I've sent, I just sent one to Thomas from the fall of Troy. Wow. He's been an old friend for a long time and total guitar geek. And yeah. you know, we love the same kind of music. And I thought he was just going to be like, yo man, cool. But he was just like, dude, yes, this is right up my alley. Like <laughs> let's, let's do Dang. something together. And I was just like, whoa so like if an actual player likes it and not just people who like this pomade right i was like maybe <laughs> maybe i'm onto something so. well yeah i mean i oh.
0: think this might be at least i'm i'm kind of a pedal geek and i think this might be the first time i ever heard of a pedal company pairing with a uh, men's hairstyling company to put yeah. something out so <laughs> you yeah, at yeah, least have points for a, originality
2: yeah it was a weird combo and i always told myself too like i don't want my artwork to be all like trippy and like demonic and ethereal and silly i want it to be and then look what i ended up doing with that one you know it's like it's like super but it's so colorful and it's recognizable yeah cool. here's one this is a prototype that i'm working on okay Ooh. and this is actually like a wood panel on the front of this pedal oh this yeah that's red, red i can see that the red rider again red rider if you're so if you're awesome.
1: listening check out the video and you can you can see all these he's showing us
2: yeah so that's what I got the laser etcher for. So I could like actually take this wood panel that's like a station wagon almost. That's
1: super So it's cool. like an
2: acrylic that I cut and then engrave. So yeah, this is like a distortion that's sort of, it's like at its heart, it's a rat, And then it has a switch okay. to kind of get it a little bit more amp-like. There's like a base contour knob.
0: Awesome. And then there's
2: a blend, like a wet dry uh, knob on there too. So you can stack it with a bunch of other stuff to get more clarity which is super sick on baritone that's like one of the reasons i designed it was for bass and baritone so you can get a little bit more of your clean signal through plus like a vintage spec rat kind of peeking through um in my studio that's a thing that i do a ton on bass it's like 30 or 40 percent rat and then the rest just bass amp So it's almost like you're running two amps
0: yeah so do you record that do you record the bass crack twice then or do you just do you split the signal or how do you do that with no
2: yeah it's it's usually like i'll run two amps or if i'm on if i I just got an axe effects and that makes it really easy just to blend in you know a rat but yeah that's why i ended up making this pedals because like i want this exact spec pedal with all the settings and that's just the prototype, like it's not quite ready and it's not out. But one cool thing is the bottom middle blend knob, it's going to be like a mini pot that's clear and it's going to light up and it's going to be so ah, sweet. Sweet. I like it. Well, the one cool thing about that, like I did it for bass and, you know, like heavy kind of low tuning stuff. I, I found some settings on it that are like, that would be my fly gig pedal. Okay. Like give me any pedal backline ever. Right. And I say that like if I was in like any of my bands, um, (laughs) it's that it's like that amp like distortion because people will say like, what's that punk rock sound? Like, what's the punk rock pedal? Like, I want to play pop punk music. And they're expecting me to say like, oh, get like a twin reverb and a a tube screamer. Yeah. But I'm like, no, dude, you got to go. This is kind of a thing that isn't really talked about, but get like an... 80s hot rotted martial tone or like a Mesa boogie metal tone, back off the gain a little bit. And you get this just thick, saturated, fizzy palm mutes. It, it like you get that sound. Cause like in my band, I mean, in the swellers, I just used amp gain for the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the Mesa Mark V. Uh, now it's funny, after we stopped touring, I got the Orange Rockaverb mark three and that's like my favorite just amp gain sound yeah Uh, as far as like you know not like one that you have to crank a ton or whatever Mm -hmm. but uh because and then i'm a dad too now so i have like a little fender combo that i love and uh, but, but that yeah, comes the with the territory. Cool. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah,
0: we're playing with fewer and fewer bands that actually use the the amp gain. I'm I'm still hanging on by a thread. I have my orange my orange th30 that I absolutely love. But with the oh, yeah. what I was going to ask about the the pedal with the you were talking earlier about the uh, before we actually started recording about the laser engraving the the pedal faces. Oh, yeah. Is that so. Is that something that you do by hand, or you just program it in, and then the computer like runs it for you, or how does that work? Yeah
2: it's kind of like a CNC type thing, but it's like a, a, it's a Chinese laser. That's like really affordable. Okay. Uh, but I've been, I kind of just pulled the trigger and I bought it and bought all this stuff. And then after doing research, I found out that this thing can barely cut butter. (laughs) It's, it's like four watt output. And they say like, if you want to cut like plastic acrylic, like I did for, uh, that red rider pedal, like that wood panel, uh, you need like 20 to 30 Watts. So like, I literally need like 10 times the power. So I've been experimenting with stuff while I'm mixing records okay. and I'll be mixing and editing right here and I, I don't have them down here. I think I brought it upstairs, but these like infrared, I don't even know, whatever it is that makes lasers not burn your eye sockets <laughs> out. So I put on these safety glasses and I'm running the laser right next to this computer. And it's like, and it's got this like blue hue. And if you look at it, you're kind of like, whoa, 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 okay. And they block out basically any red, orange, you're kind of colorblind. It's almost like this green filter you're looking through. So when I'm working with Pro Tools, I don't know if something is like armed to record. I don't know if something is muted. (laughs) And I'll be getting so frustrated, just like,
0: what's happening?
2: And if I could like see a video of myself wearing these huge goggles basically like the grandpa like like the grandpa (laughs) sunglass
0: goggles is that kind of like that those giant ones (laughs) yes
2: imagine that but just like yeah this weird like acrylic green like and it's pretty hilarious because I'll be like "Uh," and I'm like oh crap and I'll have to like fix everything and then I'll check to see what I did and like I burnt a hole through something and I kicked it the other day while it was engraving something and I totally messed it up but yeah it's just kind of I want to I get a lot of my stuff like the goon fuzz. I get that powder coated and UV printed at uh, this place, Adventure Audio in Rochester, New York. Okay. And then, you know, so I send them all my stuff. They print it for me because a UV printer costs like $19,000 oh, or wow. something. And I'm, I'm not about to buy one of those, <laughs> but I was like, Oh cool. $300 laser. If I could do these like station wagon ass looking pedals, yeah. that'll make yeah. me really happy. That's cool. Oh dude, actually. I don't have it right here, but this is actually the Red Rider logo on like a little piece of like fake leather. Oh, that's
0: cool. Oh, dang. I, yeah.
2: I was considering doing a pleather faceplate on the pedal. Oh, wow. It, it cut great and looks awesome. It almost looks like some old Western like holster that, you know, yeah. you, you get like a belt engraved at like when you're up north yeah. or something as a kid. But yeah, I kind of realized like if I'm stomping on this and people are spilling beer. I was on thinking it, I about how fast know. I would destroy
0: that, and <laughs> how, how many yeah, like, how many uh, spools of paper towel I go through when I come home from a tour and have to clean up my pedal board. <laughs> but,
2: but, That's one thing I don't miss is like the, the yeah the beer smell on the pedal board and like the cable like rolling up the cable and it's like, just oh, yeah <laughs> just a thin layer of yeah. stickiness. Oh, especially after COVID, like could you imagine how like kind of freaked out we're going to be like wrapping it's going to be (laughs) (laughs) brutal just be like oh I don't want to touch this we're going
1: to go to we're going to go to unload stuff from the trailer for the first time and we're just going to look at each other like
0: Yeah, I forgot about this part, right? When we were we were all home romanticizing Actually, being you know on the what, road, guys, we kind of forgot about you know what, this.
1: Guys, we'll just, you know, I don't, I don't quite feel safe yet. We should probably just cancel this. <laughs> yeah, <show>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, even <laughs> dude, if that's yeah, uh, going to happen.
0: Even if you hadn't mentioned that you were a dad, we would have known it just by mentioning that you're wearing proper eye protection and you wish your tools had a little bit more power. So
2: those are oh, dude, two very yeah. dadly things. <laughs> and and this is my first like my first venture into any of that uh like i don't know how to do anything handy so when people are like like nick got what, a laser ring? what <laughs> you gave him a laser yeah so people don't trust me they don't believe in me but that's okay i'll show them i'm gonna show them <laughs> don't show them too much
0: now i'm picturing now i'm picturing you're putting together like star killer base or the the death star or something over there in your yeah, in your you, cornfield that you have
2: <laughs> if you point the laser at the moon right at 1 a.m you hit it the in the week you summer. gotta hit
0: it in the weeks <laughs> that's when it's
2: weak oh things are gonna happen it's gonna be sick
0: that's great i mean I'm, I'm surprised anybody would doubt you because you've kind of proven yourself to be a jack of all trades i was uh i was just looking earlier at your social media and i see that now you are going to be doing some voice acting for a, a film that's coming out
2: oh yeah You oh, just how did
0: that come about
2: <laughs> Well, the singer of Wounded Touch, uh, Nick Holland, is a an amazing like writer and director. Okay, he's done like a bunch of horror movies, and he's work. He was doing this movie called An Intrusion, and it has some like pretty big time actors in it. Okay, uh, and I he 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 posted something just like I need some. See, I don't even know if it, I think it's called ADR, where it's like the voiceover like after the fact Mm -hmm. recording see i don't even know that's that's how much of a hack i am (laughs) but i was like yo i have a studio and he was like yeah i'm like what do i do and he was like okay well you're gonna be a cop (laughs) and you've got to basically read this script and try to time it with the scene that i send you so it's like a 50 second scene of like a cop like arresting and kind of letting go a guy okay and I was just kind of like, why does that guy look so familiar? And he's like, oh yeah, he was one of the hobbits in Lord of the Rings. Oh, no I was way. Like, what? <laughs> I was like, Dude, I'm going to be talking with the Lord of the Rings guy. Like, this is so sick. Uh, so yeah, you know, and what? I did that and I didn't quite hear back from him because I think he had a deadline and I was like, he's probably not going to use it. I probably, it doesn't probably sound right. And I wrote him and I was like, yo, is that, uh, was that good? Is that, is that all right? And he was like, yeah, it's perfect, man. I'm getting your IMDb page going right now. No like, way. Whoa, <laughs> sweet. So, yeah, it was, it was oh, really cool. Awesome. You know, it's just like something I could do with a friend. And Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, his last film was called Wronged. And we did a song together for the ending credits. Oh, cool! Like a the uh-huh. song, like Wayfaring Stranger, like an old kind of folk. We re- oh, no we way. We recorded that. that. Yeah. Oh, sick. We recorded that.
0: Uh, so after before Jesse was in the band, um, American Arson just kind of started as like a solo project. I uh, I did like a four song EP, and it was it was like kind of angry and brooding and and like whatever. And then I was like, oh, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go like the opposite direction just do something like really like somber and sad." And so we oh, actually cool. recorded a version of Warfare Stranger." We did the uh, like the chains and stomps and stuff like that. So
2: Dude, that's nice. super cool. Wow, that's. A, I shouldn't have uh, just asked you to like send us that. No, no, your re- version's probably
0: it. better. Honestly, I was I was too sad to make a. To, I shouldn't have been making music. Our that, first but.
1: three EPs are very angry, very sad, then very angry and sad again yeah. and then we wrote an <laughs> album that got really political this time so that's well that's yeah, all so over the place Pretty
2: awesome you guys sound awesome by the way oh thanks I man i was just i was just like, jamming you on the old uh the old spotify cool sorry you didn't make it into my top five because my kid hijacks my phone and it's all we will rock you power rangers <laughs> well we do appreciate that
0: yeah. uh that
2: um, oh, a yeah, no fourth problem.
0: of a fourth of a cent that you provided for us with that spotify oh, dude stream. So, i probably have some out, change laying
2: around here <laughs> nope i actually want to you want to so. double our spotify royalties yeah, for <laughs>
1: <laughs> the year change in your pocket
2: i actually get asked from time to time you know people were like you were in a band." what do we do for publishing and who should we talk to for and i was like not only didn't i know back then but like things have changed so much now right. that i have no idea what to even say yeah. i'm like i'm so sorry luckily like,
1: like, we, face down does all of that for us so like oh, we don't great. even like they <laughs> they like handle that side of things and they like i remember when we were first getting things going with them and and uh <laughs> and like signing everything and then they jason the guy that runs the label just kind of mentioned like oh yeah we'll just send over like you know a couple times a year every time we do you know accounting for it we'll just send everything over we'll send you a rundown we'll send you a check and we're like sweet
0: that yeah, makes it easy don't have to think about that again we got to see yeah. things from both sides because we were diy from uh 2014 that's true until 2019 um, and so we still have, we still get like, you know, uh,
1: CD baby.
0: Yeah. We still can, we oh, still yeah. get you know, <laughs> revenue, a very small but modest revenue stream that comes in from the DIY stuff from before the label. So we got a chance to see like, what is it like setting it up on your own and, and following all that stuff on your own. And then what yeah. is it like when, when somebody else just steps in and does it for you? But yeah, you're right. It has definitely changed a whole lot uh, over even just oh, yeah. the last 10 yeah. years. It feels like we're living in a, in a completely different world um from from, you know when you guys were kind of um even you know still in the middle of your of your heyday touring around the entire world with Paramore and going to Pocatello Idaho and all that kind of stuff you know and that's
2: (laughs) and that's probably a reason that I don't really want to do it and it's not because I've just had enough but like I don't know if my heart could take it yeah like we put you put yourself so much out there when you're an artist and there's so much competition and you know people always say like music isn't a competition but like you can't help but be like what what is that band doing like they suck like why are they so big and like you start thinking these like negative thoughts and then you're just like well maybe if i just don't put out any music i won't have to compete anymore
0: yeah
2: and i mean and i'm past that now you know that's not why i'm not putting out music but you know it's like i look back and there's, there's a lot of stuff i didn't like about the process i there's a lot i didn't like about who i was as a person in a band okay um and then i look at myself now and it's like oh i'm a cool dad that has tools man. You know, <laughs> i've like, got a
0: laser and proper I eye laser.
2: protection I, Dude, i'm sponsored by chevy silverado this is great i'm not really sponsored i pay full price uh, yeah. i didn't think i was ever going to be a truck guy like Living in a small town, I live in Chesaning, Michigan. It's like you know, literally. I say I live in a cornbe pe- cornfield. Uh, people will say, "Oh, yeah, that's funny." I'm like, I'll oh, show them. You know, like I'll take a picture. I'm like, that's the field. I'm in it. Like, I'm literally inside of a cornfield.
0: Now, I don't think they let you into uh, Chessening without a truck, right? Is that correct? So you didn't really have yeah. a choice
2: at that point. Yeah, you can't get in. They have like an obstacle course. So if you don't have four wheel drive, you're screwed. <laughs> but yeah, Chesaning's a cool place because it's. um like you would expect like half farmer, half redneck, half kind of like gnarly, like, like, I don't want to talk to these people. <laughs> then it's like half rainbow flags and really progressive, oh. like creative types.
0: Not what I would have really? expected you to say about yeah. listening, but that's why you can't judge a book by its cover, right?
2: Yeah, well, now the cover is getting more and more uh, cannabis based. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like there there are two or three. I think there's three dispensaries and like a couple growth facilities Jeez. in it's, this small. It's like three thousand people who live here. It's sweeping so, small
0: town Michigan for sure. <laughs> you drive down the freeway, yeah. it's like every other billboard. Uh, <laughs> well, with uh, no touring and live music and anything like that going on. Uh, we're all missing it very much, and so anybody oh, yeah. that is involved in the music industry or been on the road, we've been asking them if they could, if they had any funny or self-deprecating or endearing <laughs> or whatever they would like to uh, story from the road that they uh, would like to share. And I have to imagine, with all the touring that you've done, that that you've got a good one for us.
2: Yeah, like I, I just thinking about a couple of the ones that came up recently, just like things people brought up to me. Well, one little quick one that was really funny that I just got a text about like today was like, we played in Buffalo, and our whole thing was we never stopped. Like, if there was a fight in the crowd, we kept going. (laughs) If the cops showed up, we kept going. Right. And we weren't that tough or hard or anything, (laughs) but our thing was like, we drove a long way. We're not stopping this song. And we, one time we didn't stop was the power went out mid set and I kept playing and I kept singing even though there was no amp and there was no microphone <laughs> all you could hear are the drums and oh, it was pitch black no. <laughs> and my brother didn't stop just kept and going <laughs> I was just like I was just like good for you dude and it came to my solo and I started it was this song called the flood from like 2007 really fast. <laughs> solo i think it was that song and i'm playing it in the dark no one can hear it the drums are just going and then right toward the end the power came back on and so did all of our amps and we were just still going
0: and there was like 30
2: people at the show right there was like nobody there but that's one of like the coolest things is like so many famous shows out there crazy things happened and they're legendary shows. Not that that's a legendary show. It's I'm gonna always remember it because it was so weird that we did that. Yeah. But <laughs> like Iggy Pop, you know you the famous picture of him just bleeding out of the chest because he stabbed himself with a wine glass on this table. Yeah, it was like 30 people at that show. It's like the most iconic picture. Right. Uh, there was like Sex Pistols and the Ramones played together. or something like that you know and like there was nobody at that show but everybody's just like that's punk rock and it's finest so yeah when these little small shows happen that's like another piece of advice i give to people it's just like even if you're playing to two people some of the biggest stories in music come from those kind of shows and they get told to
1: some of the best memories, some of the, the whether they're funny, disastrous or like just yeah. cool. Like, yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and the, I guess the other time I, I actually was thinking about this the other day, was we were, we did a house show tour and this is when we were more like kind of established band. And I think our booking agent kind of just wanted us to like take a break from using him for a second. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like we could book like an, a six week house show tour with like, We'll just play in the big cities at normal venues. Yeah. And he was like, Yeah, do that. Sure. And sure. it was like our most lucrative tour because we saw like a hundred percent of the door at most of the shows. Right, right. right. We were like packed. <laughs> That's and, great. and what was cool was like we were a small band, even in our prime. So when you pack them into a basement or a garage, it looks like people were turned away at the door yeah. and people are <laughs> like, And people are like, why are you playing in such a small place? That's so cool. And I'm like, this is honestly, everybody who's going to come see us, it just looks amazing. (laughs) So we did that that show and we played in some garage in Connecticut in kind of a hoity-toity neighborhood. And I don't know, halfway through it, the cops show up and they're standing behind the crowd. Yeah. Like looking at us like flashlights and they're kind of giving us this like cocky look, just like, really <laughs> we were loud dude, and this garage door was open blasting and i was just kind of like we're not stopping i'm going in to jail tonight so we're playing we're playing we're playing you know other band members are coming up to me and they're just kind of like dude i think we're gonna i'm like fuck it we're gonna keep going <laughs> we're playing and I'm, I'm sweating a little bit i'm like this cop has a flashlight in my face right. from like you know 10 feet away and i'm just yelling and spitting and playing. I'm not yelling at, and spitting at him like I'm not Just trying to like have him tase me. Into the mic. <laughs> yeah, oh that right. that's a lot of electricity. Uh, so yeah um, what ended up happening was like I'm like let's go and everybody's looking at me in the crowd like oh dude this guy's not gonna stop. <laughs> and then the owner of the house came up to me right after the song was done and kind of put his arm around me and was like hey they said they're gonna arrest me? if you don't stop and I, and I was like oh no dude like they took him as like a hostage essentially yeah. and I was like I can't get this guy in trouble like he went out of his way to have us yeah okay we'll be done and then luckily the cops were just kind of like if you take this inside it's fine oh so we ended hmm. up just like from that point on going acoustic okay and playing inside so it was like <laughs> worked out (laughs) so so yeah we tried to be like badasses and you know sometimes it doesn't work
0: but it's so cool that you guys did the the house show tour to begin with i mean i think everybody that we talk to is uh that that's in a band or that has played in a band that has played a house show before you know those are always the ones that they remember um you know the the one were in in missouri and and somebody put a
1: hole through the dry yeah somebody went drywall. through the drywall
0: and the guy just had another slab there he was like yeah this happens he all the just time came
1: out just, of the back with another,
0: no with another piece of drywall <laughs> just like Dude, you know and awesome. those are the kind of things that you that you that you remember and you hang on to so that's so cool that you guys got Aww. to do that for an entire that's tour great. was that the only time you got shut down
2: then um there was a couple of, on that tour that was the only time <laughs> yeah. we got shut down but like, there was another one. I think it was like the tour we did with Man Overboard Transit Fireworks, and we played a house. Oh,
0: man. That's a that package in a house.
2: It, <laughs> and it was a small show. I think it might have been in like South Carolina, and that show got broken up before like two of the bands could play. Oh, I think man. Transit played, Mano played, and then us and Fireworks couldn't play. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of like a funny. Like it was, it was a bummer. Like we, it it was such like a tiny house and we were just kind of like, Oh, like something, something's going to go down. Yeah. (laughs) This is going to be gnarly. But yeah, dude, on that house show tour, I forgot one of the days we played three shows in one day. Wow. So yeah, we booked Cheyenne, Wyoming at like 1 PM, did like a matinee show at like a VFW. And then we played in Denver with millions of dead cops and the casualties. So wow. it was like a crust punk yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You guys are like the outlier a, on that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, at a decently big, nice venue where they've had us before. So they are like, hop on. And we played like all of our fast, uh, fastest songs. Yeah, yeah. We just played like a short <laughs> set. And we went over pretty well. But then I was like, okay, let's get out of here. Got to get to that next show. And then we went to a, a suburb of Denver and we played an acoustic show in someone's living room. Oh, wow. Uh, Dang. and yeah that was the show where i mean i was so tired you how know, was your voice
1: through. feeling the
0: next morning yes. <laughs> seriously
2: oh dude it was feeling bad after day two of that whole tour and that was yeah, like no monitors probably five. that
0: entire that entire tour you maybe had one oh. monitor the whole time
2: but yeah you get that adrenaline during the show it works and then after the show you're like why did i do that every single show yeah it's just like oh god it hurts so bad. yeah uh that's one thing i don't miss but yeah the uh that show They were taking money at the door at the acoustic thing. And I was just exhausted and I was tired. We drove from like Seattle to Salt Lake to Denver, you know, so that was just like three shows in one day. Yeah. And the kid at the door was just like, I lost all the money. I don't have any of the money. I don't know where it went. Someone took it. And I was kind of jacked back then. Like I've, I haven't lifted weights in a long time, but I was pretty intimidated. <laughs> no, I
0: and remember you being a pretty I, big dude
2: back then. <laughs> so I, I put my hand out and I just went, I'm going to shake your hand and I'm going to say thank you for the show. And I'm going to walk outside because I don't know what's going to happen next. <laughs> and I don't know why I said that, I, 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 but I was just like, I'm going to look you in the eye. And I shook his hand really hard and I was like, thank you. Goodbye. And like walked out. <laughs> And I just like sat in the van because like I had like anger issues and stuff. And I mean, it was, the band was my baby. I was tired. Yeah. Uh, we were yeah. decently broke. You know, I just wanted to eat something. Yeah. And then people just drunk people started pouring out of that house and just throwing money at our band members. Like we heard what happened. Wow. Take this. And I was, we we're like, guys, it is what it is. Like we don't want any more of your money if you're already paid. Like this happens. And they're like, but you drove so long, you're working so hard. We're like, yeah, whatever. And some guy was just like, stay right here. And he like went to an ATM and came back. He was like a hundred bucks. Wow. So we got like 350 bucks from like after someone got away with, I don't know how much.
0: Right, right. It was a lot yeah. less than that
2: probably. And I was like, man, these people are awesome. Like I I was in such a bad mood and. And I'm glad that I handled it the way I did by just being like, "Thank you, goodbye." Right, instead of trying to shake the them him
0: down. In. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, because I, so I was, gonna I was say, just for like, as
1: many crappy things that happen on the road. I mean, you, I, I, we can laugh about it now. But you were, you were a part of a small part of one of our the nights that we actually made a music video about. Um,
2: yeah, when my how many guitar years got ago? stolen in saginaw oh that was was i playing in forest green yeah i
0: think yeah i yeah, I, I i can't remember yeah, yeah i think you were guessing. i think playing. we just
1: we re- remember that you were i i could i think you were i was like i remember i
0: remember you being there but yeah i uh, saw
2: that was the first time well actually to be honest the first and only time i saw you guys play yeah, yeah. i think we played yeah. maybe three songs
0: um, before i put a hole in the floor time and kicked it off the stage because i was so angry <laughs> about my guitar but for as many so of those
1: bad. i was gonna say for as many as of those things because like. like. I mean, I've had pedal, like drum pedals stolen and like he, like we've had numerous things happen as for as many of those things that we could talk about from our our touring history. And I'm sure you would say the same thing. There's, there's just as many of those experiences, like you just mentioned of like seeing the like, I mean, (laughs) granted, sometimes it's hilarity and it's, it's, drunkenness from these people that are just like probably don't know fully what they're doing but like (laughs) but at the heart of it it's like you see the humanity in people and people wanting to go out of their way to help these bands that they really appreciate like coming out to do all this way to do this house show for them, or like there's there's been those nights where like we've had we've driven a long way to do this show and like ended up being like hardly anyone there and we would have like one person one guy come up to the merch table and just be like hey like here like just take this like i know it was probably a rough night like just you know and like same thing like no like we don't like can we 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 usually even try and like give them cds or something like takes takes something something. you want a shirt like and they'd just be like no like i just want you guys to like you know be able to grab dinner after like get you know fill the tank up or something so like as many of those like Negative experiences as we've had, like there's so many of those, especially at those like those house shows or those middle of nowhere shows, where people just go out of their way to take care
2: of you, yeah. or
1: people saying like, "Hey, come stay with me. I'll make you breakfast in the morning. Like, yeah, you can come crash on my floor." Kind of a thing. Like
2: that is the one one of the biggest things I miss is just well meeting new people and then also like seeing old friends, and yeah, just like. Just people being like so hospitable. Well, or if rad. You, if you ever yeah. get
1: the itch to ride in a van with a bunch of smelly, not that funny dudes listening to podcasts <laughs> for several yeah, we'll, hours, you're welcome to come hang out with us. Yeah, well, that well, sounds
0: up my alley. Well, we'll, we'll create a position for you. We've been looking for a, a laser oper, operator for a while now, so.
2: Dude, if I could just be on stage with a laser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and have a baritone just to like double your. You parts. have to wear like, the goggles. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be engraving merch for you guys <laughs> for the uh, table during your set. And people yeah. are like, what is that dude doing back there with the weird glass?
0: <laughs> we'll just Sorry, never man. tell anyone your name. Yeah, consider yourself oh, no. consider
2: yourself hired. And then it's you're called American Arson and I have this big like fire hazard going on like on stage. People are yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. can't have a laser, dude. <laughs>
0: Promoters, uh, but... I didn't realize you guys meant your name literally. You need to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's yeah. Like,
2: li- Oh man, this yeah. The good thing this this laser, I don't think it would uh probably couldn't light a candle. So yeah, I think we'll, we're, <laughs> we'll be okay. Well, Nick,
0: thank you so much for being on with us tonight and and sharing your stories. And uh, if people are interested in maybe picking up a pedal or maybe recording some tunes with you, what is the best place for them to find you?
2: Uh, I'm basically only on Instagram, uh, so I've got at Wonder Effects. And that's O-N-E-D-E-R, wonder, like Oneder. Yeah, like and, um, uh, that
0: thing you do, right?
2: That's the one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Wonder Studios is my thing. I don't have a page for that, but uh, my personal Instagram's at Nick Diener. And then I've got the wonderstudios.com and wondereffects.com. Yeah, I got rid of the Twitter, got rid of the Facebook. It, it feels... Pretty nice. Awesome. Yeah, I was always, I was always telling myself like, but this is a business; it's gonna help. And then I realized it was, it was, it was bad. It, was, it wasn't working out too well. And then when I got rid of it, business stayed the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. If people want you, they'll find you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's a good attitude. With a band, though, it, you know, it's good to be everywhere. But yeah. I was kind of just like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be around people as much right now. Yeah. so we'll,
1: we'll <laughs> post the link. I I usually say links, but we'll post V link to the Instagram down below the yeah. video so yeah. you guys can all go click it check it out uh the photos then his profiles and everything and uh and... thanks for
2: having me huh? this was a uh, fun not talking to a yeah. three-year-old like <laughs> talking to a grown adult is like, such a cool thing
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little bit higher level oh all right nick well thanks again and uh yeah hopefully we we'll, we can send some people your way if they're interested in buying a a, a rad pedal or getting some tunes recorded and uh cool. yeah good luck with studio and with the pedals and with the weight loss journey and the three-year-old and, and hopefully we'll make it up your way to uh, record some tunes one of these days.
2: That'd be sick. I'm down 0.5 pounds, by the way. Awesome. 0.5. Yes. It's only been three days. So, so
0: that's a good, that's a good,
2: it's been it's good three days. Point. Dude. Well, actually, to be honest, the first day I lost seven and a half pounds.
0: It's crazy how the water weight just comes off. At, <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yep. That was after like four days of Thanksgiving. And then it was like, Oh, oh! You can pee, and then it was like, <laughs> gone. Oh <laughs> but, man! Yeah, one day, one one day, I'm gonna. I need to lose weight so I can fit in your van with you guys and your gear. There you go. So, <laughs> <laughs> my laser. All right, <laughs> man. Well, we will talk
0: to you soon. Thanks again. Okay. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the American Arson Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a positive comment or review. Connect with us online through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter, and check out AmericanArson.com for music, merch, and upcoming tour dates. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay inspired, stay positive, and keep creating.